and welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am one of your hosts that is here most of the time, uh, Maurice, out here in the People's Republic of Texas, the great state that is Texas that is doing some good things and some bad things and some things that that um I really could not care less about. And then <laughs> and they're with me as always. Again, more. More here more often than I am, the supreme overlord of liberty out there in the People's Republic of California, Amanda. Amanda, how's, how's it going today? It's going. I'm not sure how, um, <laughs> but it is going one way or another. It's going. Um, no, it's, it's it's been an interesting week. Uh, one of the highlights, by the way, was I got to speak to Nate over at Good Morning Liberty again about um, some of the work that I've done researching um the uh, EcoHealth's work at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and linkages between their work there and uh, the mess that we're in now. So I highly, <laughs> I highly recommend everyone going and, and listening to uh, to my to, to, to me on Good Morning Liberty, um, partly because we discuss things that uh, Project Veritas only just found out about, but we were reporting on a Good Morning Liberty back in October. So right. people check that out for, for the hottest new scoops. Definitely. Yes. Um, go check that out. And I will definitely, um, I, we will definitely have a link for that in the show notes as well to when that becomes available. I'm not sure if it's been released yet. It just um, was today. If, just dropped. If it was released today, perfect. We'll have a link for that in the show notes as well to um, always go listen to the guys over there at Good Morning Liberty. This is a free plug for them. For those of us, or, or, for those of us, for those of our, of our listeners who don't check them out, they got Dumb Bleep of the Week every single Friday, um, and it is awesome. If you join their uh, their locals, they are literally you could go in there and vote. They have a live chat in their Discord. I'm telling you, those guys are hilarious. The the the, the Discord is hilarious. All of that is so much fun. I'm not gonna lie, I miss being a part of that. My job has taken me away from that, but I. When, when I was able to be in it, I absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. There's also an episode on there where yours, not yours truly, one of our hosts, Amanda, the great Supreme Overlord of Liberty, debated one of their hosts, Chuck Tutal right. Thompson. That's right. We should cross post to that because that was back in December and we've got yes. a video for that. We've got, uh, yes. we've, and we were debating all about populism and libertarianism. And uh, Nate, in the most MSNBC-type headline way, I'm going to call him out, as he was talking about this on Twitter, and he wrote, per the rules of the Oxford debate format, Charlie did not win. <laughs> there is no more lukewarm way to say Amanda won that debate. Exactly. But it's all right. I love exactly. that. Exactly. That is awesome. Um, and we... we We'll link that in the in the in the show notes as well too. That 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 was awesome. Just being able to um to 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 hear that and discuss. I mean, just anytime that we're able to talk with those guys, um, whether it's via the discords or whether it's via actual podcast uh, swaps and so forth, which I have not had the luxury to be a part of, it's a, one of them. So it's always a blast. It's always fun. Those are two funny, great guys, and um who who, who have done a lot. Um, for me personally, w when it comes to my views and um, and being able to hone in on those on those specific views and and make sure I'm living those out every single day. Um, so kudos to them. I'm I'm I I hope one day we are able to be on any sort of level that we're able to be remotely close to what they are doing today. So uh, if 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 we do half of what they're able to do today, I will 
consider that more than successful because th those are great guys and they're and they're 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 doing a lot. But um, to get into some news, because there was a lot that that kind of went down today. Oh, but first, sorry, I had a huge, huge, huge thing, and I was like, "Well, Amanda's out there in in LA, like she may have a, an, an idea as what's going on." For those of you guys who who don't know, you don't really follow sports. Again, I'm a sports guy. I love sports. The Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco 49ers have both clinched a spot in the NFC Championship, which is happening next week. Mm -hmm. That would be played in SoFi Stadium which is where the Super Bowl is supposed to be held. That being said, I have heard that Los Angeles is supposed to be limiting the capacity for the actual stadium to like maybe like 20 or 50%. I don't know. I may have this graph here and my twos and fives are backwards. Don't, don't necessarily know. But have you heard anything about this? Do you know about this? Uh, I've heard talk about this. However, the only thing that I've heard is that everyone is livid because Los Angeles, which is the most, it might be second place to San Francisco, most totalitarian, forcing two-year-olds, not a lie, into N95s, forcing everyone, whether you're masked or, or whether you're vaccinated or not, into N95s, limiting everything. And then they are allowing all these people into the stadium to see the game. That's what I've heard. I haven't heard about any capacity limits. And frankly, I'd be a little bit surprised if there were capacity limits because uh, people pay for tickets, but uh, public schools get your money, whether you, uh, you know, whether you want it or not. So right. I, I'd be surprised, but that's really the scandal that I've heard of right now. Okay. Okay. I was just curious because they did say that if it wasn't going to be held at SoFi Stadium, they can come on down to Texas and they can be at AT&T Stadium, host of the Cowboys, and the Cowboys will will, will see a glimpse of, of a Super Bowl, even though we're not playing in it this year. So I just thought that was interesting because um, straight down in the uh, – what is it? Down on the streets, um, in, in the midst of it all, Amanda is um, in, in this journal area. So I figured yep. we – we could hear it from somebody who was down there um, actually in the midst of all of this um, chaos when field. it comes to the, to the, to the NFL and their drama. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping LA screws it up and that, and that they do come to Texas because that's a lot of money within the Dallas Fort Worth area that will come into that specific area. And any money that comes in the state of Texas, I'm okay with that because heck it's my state and, yep. and I love them. Uh, even though I don't say the pledge of allegiance every single day, like, like they want us to. So, um, but anyway, uh, th those of th those of us who were not paying attention on specific days this week, Joe Biden had what some would say was a press conference, and others <laughs> would say was um, a disaster, <laughs> uh, depending or really depending on how you look at it. I'm, I'm surprised that 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 he that they were actually allowing him to get in front of um, specific cameras and talk live maybe he's maybe he's from the from the bunker of where uh they say that we landed on the moon or what enough i'm just waiting on him to drive off in a moon landing cart and just say hey told you we landed on the moon i'm on the moon kind of thing but um but it was pretty pretty interesting to say the least uh, uh, about the things that he talked with i know he he discussed things talking about how george floyd deaths was greater death was greater than martin luther king jr's um this which i thought was I was I was floored. I was going to say flabbergasted, um, but I was floored at the time when I heard that. I was like, there's no way that this man literally just said that. Like, there's no way at all. And I, and I went back. I was like, no, he did. I, I, I don't know why I was surprised that he would. I mean, 
from a guy who said poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Like I would, I don't know why anything that this man says um, surprises me, but he did say some things that, 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 that were pretty interesting. Amanda, you want to take us through it a little bit? Yeah, sure. I'll try. It was a, a press conference trophy. It's a conference. <laughs> that's a good ta- I worked on that one because it's hard actually to put those two words together. Anyway, thought about it. Um, no, it's, it's interesting because this was his first press conference in like 800 years. Um, but the last time that he gave a press conference, I think, was right after the Afghanistan debacle. So if mm-hmm. he's not careful, people are going to start associating press conferences that Joe Biden gives with terrible events that get worse after the press conference. Right. They'll start doing that. Um, that's a risk that he runs. But yeah, so a, a few major top lines that I thought were interesting. The first was that uh, there was an admission that Build Back Better. Which, see, when I, you are right. When I say it, I can't get through it. <laughs> Build Back. It's like saying Foggy Bottom growing up in D.C. and trying to talk about the Foggy Bottom <laughs> Metro stop without development. Build Back Better will need to be broken up better. Uh, and, and, and various measures will need to be passed incrementally. That's a very interesting admission. Uh, because it was mm. kind of made after a denial of that. And then he sort of walked back and said, no, we'll probably need to break this into pieces. Now, on the one hand, that's kind of good because it allows each measure to be debated individually. On mm. the other, there's always the opportunity to add in various line items and the like. Um, there was also a moment where he pressured Jerome Powell to raise interest rates and the market subsequently tanked. If any of y'all are following me in this wonderful (laughs) cryptocurrency DeFi journey, you know what? One day they will write peons about us for hodling through. Um, I I said peons. I think I meant peons. Anyway, um, we actually do need to continue raising rates. Um, And so this is a point where I would commend Biden for actually saying that because this is not unique. Presidents jawbone the Fed all the time. And almost always it is to lower rates uh, and, and, you know, promote inflationary policy. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting move uh, for Joe Biden to be saying, no, you need to raise rates. And obviously he's saying that be, because he knows how bad it will get very imminently if they don't. But even so, it's a necessary measure. It's 13 years overdue. So when we do it, we're going to see 13 years of pent up market correction. And this yes. should have happened a long time ago and it'll be painful and it's the only way out and it's a great buying opportunity. So, I mean, again, it's a great buying opportunity if you're in other, <laughs> other types of investments <laughs> after there's a plummet, then you scoop it up and it's all going to be fine. Right. But yes, it'll be painful. This is a point where I come in, Joe Biden, even if it was by necessity, he did ask for the right thing. If you're going to pressure the Fed, which you're going to do if you're the president, because the Fed is not actually an independent agency, it pretends to be it's not. If you're going to pressure the Fed to do something now, it ought to be to raise rates, because that's what needs to happen. Um, Once again, uh, repeating that he has no regrets for life. I want him to get a tattoo that says no regrets on the Afghanistan withdrawal. No regrets. Yeah keeps on coming back to this talking point about how he had to withdraw from Afghanistan exactly as he did because President Trump made this deal. Once again, I was not aware that when you go into office, you have to pick up the policy agenda of the last guy 
because that doesn't seem to be being followed in most other areas. Uh, so this line, once again, failing to take accountability would not address the fact that schools are closing because in his words, most schools are not. Uh, and he did the creepy whisper thing. You know how he creepy whispers sometimes? There's like, mm -hmm. the schools are open. Hey, <laughs> just know the schools are open. They're open. That's okay. I, shh, it's, don't scream. Don't, <laughs> just, just relax. Yeah. As he puts um, his finger over your lips. Yeah. <laughs> As he's putting a mask on you from behind. Exactly. Yeah. Um, similarly, would not address the supply chain issues that do exist because some issues don't exist or aren't as bad. But one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest fumbles that he made was where he essentially said that it would be okay if Russia entered Ukraine so long as it was a minor incursion uh, and said, in fact, that Putin had no choice but to invade. Then he had to go and walk that back and may and be very forceful and, and strong and, you know, be almost, uh, you, you know, put a lot of pressure on Russia in the other direction. So overall, it was very, very confusing. But the minor incursion bit was just something that I think a lot of people landed on because, you know, you, you enter into a country and that's somehow a minor incursion. Minor. That's, been, that's been causing a lot of stir um, from all sides right now about, you know, whether he should have just left it at that, whether he should have been more forceful uh, and, and the like. Right. And, 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 and going through this, I'm not sure whether I should commend Joe Biden for some of the things that he said or whether I should just be like, I mean, none of this is going to have any effect because on one hand, for him to admit that, hey, Triple B, and I'm not going to lie, when I, when, when I first went through this, I was like, Better Business Bureau, like, what? But, but I, was, I was like, oh, no, Build Back Better, duh. So, because those those are, I mean, one, but one is private, one is, one is done via the federal government. But being able to to say like, hey, you know what, this this does need to be taken into portions and and that is better for me in a sense of, okay, now I don't have as much stuff um, in, in one specific plan that people are voting for to where you get your you, you, you get your Republicans who need to stand up for something and they say, well, I have to vote for this because this includes this. And if I don't vote for this, then this won't happen and and so forth, because that that for me is probably one of the biggest issues that I always have with with Republicans is they'll they will say something along the lines of, hey, you know what? Um, I had to vote for this because of this was in the bill. And I know, I know the bad things that come out of, but the, but the good outweighs the bad and so forth. Um, you get people like your Dan Crenshaw, who I think is just horrible anyway, but it, it, it will take people like them and actually expose them and put them on blast to, or, or force their hand to actually vote on something that, that, that would actually hold their feet to the fire, especially coming up in an election year. Um, so it, it's, I think that is good. Now, going back to your point, as far as when you talked earlier, like it gives it, this actually breaking this up gives them an opportunity to put more crap in it and and floof it up however they need to, which 
which which is an option again because we don't we only have one Thomas Massey and he's the only one who says every single thing that comes across our desk should be no longer than one page. And I I wish I know he proposed that and I wish that would have passed because that would have made life so much easier and with 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 within the structure of our of our thing. And I'm even to the point to where I was um I was on I was watching somebody's live yesterday and my, my older sister was on and they were debating about things and one 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 the the the, the lady that she was debating brought up the point of well you know, Joe Biden can't do anything right now because of the Senate's at a 50-50. She said it's Congress, but I knew she meant Senate because Congress is not at 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's talking about the Senate. And I was, I was like, okay, like, I was like, that's great. Like, if they're, I wish they're always at a 50-50 and that are still made because then you actually have to have a plan that more, that more than just your side can agree on right. or the government's at a standstill when it comes to Congress. And I'm 100% okay with that. Like, I... I'm okay with Capitol Hill being at a standstill because we're not spending as much money. Stuff is not, you know, you don't have a bunch of stuff that is being added into bills and so forth that forces the hands of that. And so I think um, this, if it's broken up and if it's done the right way, again, wishful thinking on my part, all about what, um, all about what ifs and what about isms and so forth. But if this is the case and it truly is going to be broken up, I think that is actually a good thing when it comes to this specific plan. So um, th- th- that's just on, on Build Back Better. Again, I think it's a horrible name. I don't know why. I, it's, I, he was trying so hard to come up with something like Make America Great Again. He was trying so hard and it was just, man, I mean, oh, oh, it was, whoever his publicist was that came out with that needs to be fired. Like, I'm gonna be real. I hope that they are, not work. I hope that they are working on somebody else's campaign. Maybe they're working on, on Kamala Harris's campaign when she runs in 2024. And I hope that they are because I think uh, a, a Republican ticket will win that one, regardless of who's running. I mean, if you go DeSantis and Rand Paul, I feel like those two are it, with way Florida's going and what way Rand Paul has been handling um, people in the, in the media. I feel like that would be a huge ticket for Republicans and people with the R's next to their name. Look, you got to have an A in the acronym. I agree with you that the, that because B is a weak letter. I mean, there's a reason you say beta and it's not a good thing. Okay. (laughs) Studies show that the, the, the letter A has connotations of power and success. That's yes. why my name's Amanda. I specifically <laughs> chose it when I was born because it had three A's and one of them was the first letter. So exactly. yeah, I just, none of dominance. this B nonsense. Yeah, dominance. You need you need to, to assert dominance with the letter A. Exactly. It reminds me of the office skit where Dwight's talking about the letter R and how the letter R is so powerful because of murder. And it's like, and you don't, <laughs> people don't go around saying, oh, it's going to be muck duck or whatnot. <laughs> so, so, um, I'm an, I'm a huge office fan. So the, um, the letter R is very powerful. R, grr, um, the, the, those type of things. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like there it is. Yeah. There it is. Um, and, and again, I'll commend them on the same thing that, that, that you did as far as you know, putting pressure to say raise rates. And I say this with somebody who's getting ready to purchase a home. I don't want you to raise rates because if you raise rates, that affects the interest rate that I get with my home. Ergo, my price goes up as far as my, my, my monthly mortgage is concerned. But that being said, um, that is what we need. We, we, we cannot continue lowering rates and lowering rates and lowering rates. If you truly want 
the, this inflationary economy that we currently have to come back down to earth. And you want to see these prices start to fall as they're supposed to. And you want to, to have a, a situation in which things will be okay. We are going to need to raise the interest rates and it is going to suck. And I mean, it is going to be rough um, with the housing market isn't going to be as big as it's going to as it is right now. You will see people actually lose a little bit of value in their homes because people can't afford things anymore. You will see the market start to take a, a huge drawback from these record highs that it has been producing um, almost, I would say, back into the 20s or so as far as the Dow is concerned. Um, you mm. you will see major drawbacks, which could be a very good thing in the sense of, hey, those people who are looking to buy, you're buying right now. Like this is like like these are times to buy on these drawbacks. Now, I I will say the market has been very inflated over the past over the past many years, as far as it, it's all just sitting on it's it's just sitting on whatever, 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 and people just buy, 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 buy. And I think the Fed actually presses a button to buy things to make it look yeah. like they're doing great. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But outside of that, I, I know I am not wishing harm on people at all. But we've got to we've got to draw our economy back into a sense where it can be somewhat structured. Now, our economy is not structured on the best of things to begin with, but at least it can be on something that is closer to what we actually are, as opposed to this big, huge bubble inflationary thing that is going to pop at some point and will cause more harm than good in the long run. And and uh, let me make sure that I, that I say that I say this correctly, okay? Or that 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 my words are chosen. So people are going to be affected negatively by this. Like they will. But if I if you give me the choice to hurt and I, I, I say hurt as in like, let me, let me, I don't even not use the word hurt. If you if I if you give me the choice to, hey, your decision is going to affect a million people in the next three years or 230 million people in the next 30 years negatively, which one would I want to happen? I'm sorry. I would I would take the lesser of those two. I, I do not want this to have major impacts moving forward because you see this happen all the time. Like the the the, the housing bubble that busted years ago. I mean, that was this two, 2022. So we're talking 15, 14 years ago or so that that affected a lot of people, a lot of people. And so being able to to not have as great of an impact to me is 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 a big deal and so i i think him actually applying that pressure again and i hate to say this i, I like agreeing with any president but just shows you how not how i'm willing to accept the fact that when somebody is right on a topic that they, that they are right on it and, and i think joe biden is very right on this as far as hey we've got to raise interest rates we, we cannot continue doing this and again it's coming from somebody who's getting ready to purchase a home mm -hmm. and so that raising of interest rates is literally going to affect me so well, and it'll finally help people to save money. It'll finally benefit yes. people to save money. That's yes. one, one of the things that we continue to see is it's just not valuable to, to save. And I think that that sentiment redounds into other attitudes socially where 
there's there's no there's no value to something that is lasting anymore. Right. And right. you know, we see that all the time in consumerism. And again, I'm a capitalist. I love I love the fact that we have consumerism and consumer choice. But you see it with always needing the new thing and not giving any value or 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 having something be lasting. So right. I I am you know, it's going to be helpful for people who have money in their in their bank accounts. Yes, and want to keep it there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, as long as we're not getting to the point to where we're looking like Greece and Greece's interest rates are through the roof, Yikes. as far as things go, and, and 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 it won't, and it's not solving their issues mainly because of how they're structured within the EU and 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 all the all these other kind of things. Um. Which brings me to something else, but maybe we can talk about it at, at the end of the show if, if sure. we have any. Yeah, uh, no, make if we have times EUs and and whatnot. Just talk about UK and 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 how and all, what they're doing okay. in Starbucks. Oh uh, yeah, no, we, but, can, we can totally yeah. Yeah, get into that. So, yeah. but um, but with 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 Greece and and how that they, they've really been structured. I mean, it's it's been rough. It is it has really been rough for them. Um, but th- they have raised their interest rates, which is kind of slowed their 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 thing but when when you raising your interest rates and then people can no longer come visit your country because most of your money is based off of tourism then that hurts as well too i mean greece was in trouble long before the COVID issue and this just didn't make it any better for them so um but yeah again joe biden and in his press conferences um if i was his publicist or or whoever I would, I would have him speak more, but speak less if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. He would speak on more occasions, but would speak for like five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Just keep it simple and make sure like Joe stay on the teleprompter. Don't yeah. talk about George Floyd and Martin Luther King Jr. Don't talk about how schools are not closing because they are just throwing that out there. Schools are closing. Um, and and address issues that need to be addressed. I mean, so so you, like like even going to your point about supply chain issues, there's another reason. Again, we're buying a home. I cannot make any changes to this home because it's an, it'll be a new build, and the home is not going to be ready for three, two, three months or so. We can't make any changes because of the supply supply chain issues because of COVID. They have ordered all their stuff months ahead of time to make sure that it's here in order to be in in, in order to be completed on said schedule. So I mean, now we're going to try to make sure that they don't put up ugly, ugly things, and we'll buy our own backsplash and so forth. But because of that, like you have to address these things. Like this stuff isn't going away. There's a reason, a lot of reasons why prices go up. Okay, um, one the 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 cost of the, the cost of the of the goods to to make them has gone up. So, so of course the price will go up. If, if the, if the cost of a house, if the, if the cost to make, make a house goes up 5%, then I imagine the, the, the cost of a house may increase at 5% or more to make sure of that. So if the cost of wood goes up, the cost to build a desk goes up. Like that's just, that, that's just the, the basics of as far as price pricing is, is concerned. Also, if I only have five ways of moving product versus 20 ways of moving product. It's going to be more expensive if I limit the ways of moving product. It is because I don't have, because now that that same person, there will be a bidding war as to, Hey, I need to get mine here first. So 
you know what? I paid ten dollars an hour to do it. Well, hey, they pay you ten. I pay you fifteen because I need it here faster. Okay, th- then that has now caused the price of my goods to go up. So this th- the supply chain issues need to be fixed, and they need to be fixed because of of what has happened. And and I get there are some things that that we cannot control because of because of other countries. I get all that, but when you're the world super, when you're the superpower. It, honestly, let, let, let's be real. If the U.S. says jump, most countries will will say how high, be, because of things because because of what what we do and what we provide. So if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, I would leverage my position as the defender of ninety five percent of the world and say, hey, you need to make sure that you're doing this for me because you're not pulling your fair weight and all this. And and no president will ever do that. But you're not. Let me let me, let me take a step back. Donald Trump tried to doing that. Tried doing that. He tried, and and he he did he did a, a few different deals and so forth that people hated him for or whatnot. I, I I hated him for the tariff aspects of it. But all that being said, you have to address the schools. You have to address the the, the, the supply chain. You have to address what you feel like your stance is has been on that got you elected. I mean, when you have Elizabeth Warren coming out and telling, saying, hey, he could end student loan debt with a stroke of a pen, but yet you don't address any of these issues that you ran on. Now you've got people saying, well, why did I vote for this guy? Because he has literally done absolutely nothing that he said he was going to do. Um, I they they have a perfect out in saying that, well, well, the Senate is 50 50 and he can't pass anything and so forth. And. And and I that that is their perfect storm as far as oh yeah well cool like we can make this happen but at some point you, you've got to address it you've got to say hey here's what we're going to do and I'm not saying he should address student loan forgiveness even though I have student loans he should not like it, it is definitely something that I will I'm going to pay back because I took mm-hmm. it out so mm-hmm. I I that is a that is a burden that I have placed on myself so I will make sure that 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 I take care of that but you can't just leave all these things saying you're going to fix COVID. COVID is still here saying that you're going to fix all these issues, make these things better. You've made absolutely nothing better. Like let's be real. Things are plummeting and you're struggling to stay afloat. So address the issues that you said needed to be addressed back in 2021 when you were running as president or yeah, or yeah, back in 2021 when you were running as president or 2020 when you run as president. Sorry. can't believe this guy's been in I office. I know. I'm like, Oh gosh. Like, yeah. 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 Time flies. Yeah. Yeah, no, th- this man said that he was going to shut down the virus and not the economy. And he has, and I use the word literally correctly, he has literally done the opposite. Okay, shut down the economy, not the virus, because we're still counting cases. We stop counting cases and, and we actually start counting hospitalizations and deaths. Yeah, we might actually see the uh, the virus being shut down. Why won't he declare victory? Nobody knows. But yeah, so he's, he, says, he says all this. He says that he's going to shut down the... Uh, the, the virus, not the economy, gets it backwards. Um, and you're right that with, you know, with so many Democrats in in Congress and the inability to pass a legislative agenda is incredibly damning. It's incredibly damning because you 
and and then to turn around and say, well, it's really Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. That these <laughs> these two white supremacist, racist, misogynists, even though Kristen Cinema is a, a, a Kirsten Cinema is, is a woman. Um, she's a babe too, I just have to say. But so <laughs> it's me being misogynistic, I guess. But it, the fact that you can pin or pretend to pin your legislative failure on two people suggests yeah. that this is not winning legislation. Right, and exactly. Because again, then you get, and I think we talked about this a couple weeks back, you get this you get this partisan whiplash every single cycle where one group of, of people passes very extreme measures and the others come in and then they retaliate with equally extreme measures in the opposite direction. It goes back and forth and back and forth. That is not a well-functioning system of you know legislative system it just isn't and i'm i'm with you i like breaking things up i like breaking bills up because it puts daylight on the discrete issues you can't hide behind them and it also gives you the opportunity to argue them in front of the public as well as you know sometimes it slows down the process which is always nice when the government does less things things can go better exactly exactly i'm 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 all for it i'm all for it so um you also posted something about uh it's i, I think it's it's uh, some gentleman that's on the the all in podcast yeah is that what the name of the yeah. podcast is some, Go i'm going to try this uh chamath uh palihapitiya i'm sure i butchered that but the trick is just to say the name quickly and then people are like oh she can pronounce his name sure i didn't um this is a venture capitalist uh who is um you know he's He's done quite a bit in the venture capital space. He's also a Democrat donor, but he is, as the, as the phrase suggests, he is very capitalistic. Um, and he was on the All In podcast and made some comments on the Uyghur uh, concentration camps in China that did not sit well with a lot of people. Um, now, there are some points that he raises, which are really good points. However, to me they are not mutually exclusive of our need to take seriously the fact that the Chinese government is committing humanitarian atrocities. When you are, when you open up the world to trade and commerce, it's a wonderful thing and it's an amazing thing. And I'm all for that. When you do that, that means you have an interest in the affairs of your trade and commerce partners. Anytime you enter into a contractual agreement, it matters what your contractual partner does, especially if that contractual partner is a public entity, like a global, you know, like a nation state. So I don't like the idea that one can have it both ways, that we can have open trade and everything and zero accountability for nations that violate certain agreements. Again, I'm all about opening up, uh, up, up the world to trade and commerce. When that happens, you are literally invested. You are literally mm. invested in the other country. Uh, so for those who don't know, um, Chamath, think Chamath or Chamath, he says that the, uh, the sterilization, the imprisonment, the concentration camps of, of the Uyghur population uh, says that he doesn't care about it. Um, he literally says that is below my line. 
Yes. And he goes off into, and again, we're going to post, we're going to post the, the YouTube, uh, the YouTube yes. clip in the show notes, but he yes. starts mentioning a couple very valid things, right? So he says, you know, we have enough problems in our own country with criminal justice reform and police brutality, and this is all horrible as though, however, the implication is because we have our own problems, we therefore cannot act in response to other countries' humanitarian crimes. Okay. I would argue that taking a stand against rights abuses in other countries heightens our commitment to dealing with rights abuses in our own country. It's not zero sum. If you mm-hmm. fail to enforce your principles in dealing with a totalitarian regime abroad, then you're devaluing your commitment to, to anti-totalitarian actions domestically. So when you respond to humanitarian crises in other countries by pivoting to the United States' own shortcomings, you're devaluing humanity in general in order to score points for cynicism. So I, I, don't, I don't buy the notion that it has to be one or the other. It has to be zero sum. Um, another point that he made, which was interesting, right, is he said that, well, I don't care about the Uyghurs. I care about things like, and he rattles off this list, and one of the things that he rattles off is climate change. I'm like, okay, great. So presumably, you care about climate change because you recognize that climate change is a global issue, that it's not just with one country. Right. And I would offer that so are humanitarian issues a global issue, especially when we're talking about humanitarian crimes committed by some of the most internationally powerful regimes. Mm. And that goes for when the U.S. commits them. It goes for when China commits them. It goes for when Russia commits them. It's everything. So, again, just apply that, just play that forward. And, you know, a lot of these things I've I've written down, but Mm. you have countries that are expansionist. Most countries in the world are expansionist. Some are territorially expansionists. Almost all are ideologically expansionist. Right. Now, between two groups of countries, one of which wants to promote a liberal ideology that says the individual is a self-owner, and the other of which wants to promote a totalitarian ideology that punishes freedom of movement and expression, if I do nothing, the totalitarian ideology, if you've got these two countries locked in, if I do nothing, then the totalitarian ideology wins out. Now, again, the objection to that would be, well, the U.S. government is also now in the habit of punishing freedom of movement and expression, which is totally true. And that reinforces the notion that when you do nothing, the totalitarian ideology seeps in. Right. So, So, yeah, no, you can go on. So so just just going back to the first point, um, when when I watched that clip and and. For those of you who, who haven't seen it, again, we'll, we'll post in the show notes. And the video is actually has chapters. So if you go to the chapter, I want to say it's like the 14 minute mark or yeah. so is when the conversation is like starts right then and there off the top. So I would say I agree with him in the sense of you can't throw stones in a glass house. And here is and I'm not going to say that I think what this is what he was trying to say or so forth. But here is what I will say with it. Um, because they were he was he was providing examples of, 
well, you know, let's talk about our criminal justice system and let's talk about other, these these human rights issues that we have within our country. So if you as a country, if you as a leader of a country are not addressing your human rights issues in your own country, then how can you address human rights issues in another country? Mm-hmm. And we're, if that's what he was saying, then yes. But that's exactly what I'm saying. It's I I cannot that that's 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 like um somebody saying that's like um if 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 he were to say hey you know what um the Joe Biden were to say you know what Australia you guys need to get your your, your covid lockdowns together because you shouldn't be locking down people's in their people in their homes blah 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 while in America locking people down in their homes and so I think that for me that would be an issue if joe biden was actually his administration was actually addressing issues of human rights as far as um how things run as far as uh you know within our criminal justice system within the mere fact of of how we operate with these COVID lockdowns with 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 the concept of of everything else as 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 far as what the government is actually doing then yes, he would have a leg to stand on and have some credibility as far as, okay, China, you have to address this. But I don't think that Joe Biden is a, is, a, is actually addressing any of these issues. He's just out there. I don't think his, and, and I could be wrong again. I don't know everything that the administration is doing. Um, I don't. I, I don't know everything that the Trump administration did. I don't know everything that the Obama administration did and so forth and so, and so back because they do a lot that you don't know about. But if they actually are, then and somebody tells me, then I, I then, then then I will say, like, okay, you know what, I was wrong. I'll move forward. I will swallow my pride and admit that. Okay, yeah, now he needs to say something. And and he's done some things, and so forth. But I will if a lot of people have this 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 concept or this idea of I have to care so so I seem like a good person mm-hmm. when in all actuality they they don't. So. I could get on this podcast and say, you know what? Maurice cares a lot about the Uyghurs, but the only time he discusses it is on the podcast. Then do I really care about him? Like I don't. And so I think a lot of what he was saying is I don't think about things outside of you asking me the question. So of course I don't think about it. So it's not on my radar. It's not anything that I care about. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of Americans think that way mm-hmm. um, when, when it comes to their he said it in a very brash way. He said it in a very in, in in a way that people would take offense to it. It's like, no, I care about human rights issues and so forth. And and man, like like, oh no, like like I really do care. And no offense to the guy who was asking the question, but he he definitely got on the on on, on the defense about that. Yeah. But it what he said is not false. A lot of people, the only people who truly who who truly know about this issue are people who actually look into these things like this is not something that is that 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 is common knowledge throughout almost like more people care about criminal justice reform in america than they do the uyghurs in 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 china more people care about making sure that you're vaccinated and they they care about your vax status than they do what's happening in other countries and whether i i i think that is a uh a lot of because it doesn't affect me directly, so I don't necessarily think about it or I don't care about it. And now I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about these things. 
And I'm not saying that we shouldn't make sure that that these countries are are doing things that that they are supposed to be doing. But what I am saying is, is that it's hard to say something when you were literally in the same house as them and you're trying to and you're trying to condemn them for doing the same exact thing. I, I won't say well, same exact we're thing. Not, right. Right. Not right. That's what I was saying. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it's 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 hard when 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 you are in the bathroom and they are and and you you have your own bathroom section and they have the rest of the rest of the house as far as how they're operating things. And so I that that's where I, I'm not saying I fully agree with 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 Chamath's statements or whatnot. I think he could have worded his his um his his disagreements or his lack of empathy for the situation far better. But I can see at least a little bit about where, where he's coming from in that specific stance. Now I'm thinking. Now I'm trying to imagine like living in a, living <laughs> having a glass bathroom. That would be. I would not enjoy that. Um, no. Yeah. No. I, I think you are correct that this is sort of how a lot of people feel. Um, the overall sentiment, though, I think a lot of people who do care about this who are civilians and the majority are civilians uh, because we are not direct. I mean, we, we don't think about how China is going to impose sanctions directly on us. If we say something right. the way that I'm sure Joe Biden or a person in Congress would, um, I think there's this overall sense of, well, what can we do? And the point that was being brought up was that, well, you know, you're a venture capitalist. You, you've got, you've got business partnerships. You've got, you've got all these ties in China and, and the you know, you could do something, you could pull out it. And the response that he gave was, you know what, if, if the, if the government wants me to pull out, let them tell me to pull out. And this was, this is a huge issue. I think this is a huge issue for libertarians because when I heard that, I thought, oh gosh, you're not representing capitalism very well right. because exactly. the idea would be if, you know, if you think that a country's doing something wrong, it's incumbent upon you to do the morally right thing. But if you're profit motivated and there is so little public awareness about the issue such that it's not going to be something that causes consumers to stop patronizing your company, uh, then you, you can't be expected to do that morally right thing just from a sheer motive standpoint. And ultimately, you know, it kind of gets to the, the idea that the U.S. government, it, it, I've said this before, there are very few things that the federal government is responsible for. Mm -hmm. One of them is national defense. So if corporate withdrawals are a national defense tactic that are so far below, you know, something like, you know, nuclear attacks or, or actual warfare, if that's a national defense strategy, that is not a private responsibility to institute those withdrawals. So private corporations are not responsible for making foreign policy decisions. Right. And again, the U.S., there are very few things that we should be focusing on at the federal level, and one of them is national defense because that's a national issue. Private corporations are not the state, and corporations have separate purviews and duties. So it's one thing to have the government doing what China's doing to its citizens and say, you know, we don't approve of that, but mm. we're not going to intervene. It's another thing to have a government doing what China is doing to its citizens and say, we're still going to be a major player 
in your economy. And mm -hmm. I think it's one of those issues that, again, it's not a private corporation's job to make national policy decisions, to make right. foreign policy decisions. Um, you brought up an interesting point about, about the lockdowns. You know, you know, is, do we have a leg to stand on telling another country you know, not to lock down, hypothetically, if, if we're doing it here? And that is a local national distinction, I think. I'm not very, I'm so not happy about that fact right now. But the fact is, Joe Biden actually can't force Gavin with the good hair to, you know, to not lock this country down or not, <laughs> feels like a country, not lock this state down or not institute all, all of these restrictions. Right. So that's one of those issues where you can have a policy natural or nationally that you want to encourage other nations to adopt and then have states that are still behaving in a very backward and overly conservative manner. And yes, California is now conservative because they're protectionist and, and icky and gross. Um, I did have, I did have one idea though, because so he, he was saying, Chamath was saying that he cares about climate change, but he doesn't care about the Uyghurs. And so this might be a way that we can get consumers to pressure him to act ethically is if instead of talking about the Uyghurs, we just talk about how horrible China is on the environment because mm -hmm. everyone is concerned about climate change. So maybe we can get consumers to pressure companies to, to stop doing business in China if, if we just talk about how how horribly China behaves with respect to the environment. Might work. Might work. My idea. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I That would, unfortunately, that would, I, I think that you, your idea would definitely have more of an impact than discussing the human rights as far as, because uh, I think they said like there's close to a million people, like 300,000 to a million people that are in these concentration camps that are being treated horribly in, in these things. And I am not playing down their situation at yeah. all. I actually care. I yeah. do. Um, I do care. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be talking about it. Like this is something that I discuss with other people in a on a daily basis of, hey, these are some issues that, that other countries have because everybody claims that I hate America and I can go live somewhere else. And I'm like, I don't hate America. I literally don't. I I literally watch people say the Pledge of Allegiance every single day. Um, I don't I don't really participate in it, but because um, I don't pledge my allegiance to the United States of America, because it is it, it, it is divisible. Like you can divide it up regardless <laughs> of what the, the pledge says so forth. But I, I I I do like this country like I enjoy living here. There are a lot of privileges that I have in living in this country versus everywhere else. Um, I do enjoy being a U.S. citizen because being a U.S. citizen, I am granted specific rights that other countries don't have. And so like, I, I, I do love where I live. And so I, and, and I know, and I acknowledge that. So if we were to make this, the, the issue of climate change, a big deal, then everybody was like, oh man, like China's one of the biggest polluters and everything. Maybe because they are like, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if we're going to be real, like they are because there have been plenty of studies that show that if America were to just stop doing everything that we're doing and go to 100%, it would make 100% like renewable energy or so forth. It would make zero. It's not zero. I mean, because I'm, I'm not going to speak in absolutes, but it would have a very minimal effect on the, the, the climate change issue that we have at hand. 
Like it would. It, and so why? Because most of the producers that are causing this climate change issue that we have are lesser developed nations. I, I'm, I'm going to call them because the, the, the name third or third world countries have it's been changed. They're lesser developed nations. They are there. They are your Indias and your Chinas and, and your and, you, you know, your Southeast Asia countries or whatnot that are trying to come up in the world and build it and build and establish their economy because of what they're using, because they're using the most efficient energy that we have. So when they do those things, like it affects the climate. Like I'm not, I'm not a climate change denier. I, I, I am one of those people who, who I think it's very, um, um, prideful to think that we as human beings have a, have, have a, have a massive impact on what happens in this universe or whatnot. I have a reason for that. Yeah. But I, I, I do honestly think that, that, that if, if you as a person can make things better for, for your neighbor, then you definitely should. I mean, I, I am a Christian. I am like, I, I'm somebody who holds hard to my values when it comes to that. If I see somebody who is hungry, who is in need, I take care of, I take care of widows and orphans. I, I give to specific charities that do that. I have people who we have spare bedrooms in the house that, Hey, if you need a place to sleep, like, come on. We had an issue a few weeks ago where my wife was asking like, Hey, can somebody come over? Cause they need a place to stay. You know, she's a mother. She has a child. Like what's going on. I was like, yes, let them come over. Like, so I have that heart for people mm-hmm. whatnot. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that, that I'm not saying that I'm throwing stones in a glass house that, that, but I agree with you in the fact of in order, if we really want this to be the forefront of something, we have to do it in a way that people truly will respond to. Yeah. People respond to climate change because you care about climate change, Chamath, but you don't care about the Uyghurs. So climate change, tell them to, do you know how much energy it takes for them to want to, 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 to run those concentration camps? Maybe if you change that, it won't, it, it'll, it'll have a bigger impact on the climate change and, and we'll be better off from that. Spin it that way and we'll be good to go. I don't there know. I'm just, just saying. There we go. I want to talk about carbon briefly, and then I want to use like, oh, yeah, whatever no, you guys talk ahead. about Starbucks in the UK. I want to, I want no, to get to that briefly ahead. too. Yeah, no. So, 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 okay. The the environment and all that stuff. You know, the reason are it's not the only reason, but we go through the the Earth goes through phases, and in some, you know, in certain geologic areas. There, the majority of creatures on the planet and, and plants and all the like, the majority are going to breathe oxygen into the atmosphere and the atmosphere is going to become more oxygenated. That enabled a certain species to evolve that took in oxygen because the air was full of oxygen and they're exhaling carbon dioxide. And those are humans. We are natural. The we are putting out carbon dioxide because that's how we breathe. We had an atmosphere that had a lot of oxygen. We sucked that up. We evolved to suck that up and then put out carbon. And that is where we're talking about all this, all this carbon in the atmosphere. I'm not saying if all of it comes from the fact that we're exhaling, that's not the truth, <laughs> but we fail to consider this symbiotic relationship that we have by, uh, by our own respiratory properties. Okay. I'm right. Done. Right. No, no, that's fine. That's Tell good. Tell me about Starbucks. That's good. No, so <laughs> um, and, and I, I will make it brief. But for those of you who don't know, Starbucks instituted, this was back in the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. or uh, Yeah, beginning, beginning to middle of January. They said that all of their employees 
by January 10th needed to um, provide their vaccination status. And they had until February 5th, I want to believe. Let me make sure I, ch- I, I check the maybe, dates on yeah. that. Because I remember like, hearing like, about this, yeah. First week in February for them to be fully vaccinated. Now they come out and say it is in a direct response to the Supreme Court ruling, that in which we talked about last week. Um, and a direct response to that, they are saying that, no, we are no longer forcing you guys to get vaccinated. Now, a lot of people will say, hey, that's a win. That's a win. Kudos. Let's all go to Starbucks and and it's capitalism and let's support them because there are other companies who are still forcing their 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 um, their employees to be vaccinated, which we can get into a long discussion about that. As far as I mean, even libertarians get it wrong because it's always a well, they're a private business and you chose to work for that private business and so forth. Ignoring the mere fact that if the government wasn't forcing specific things, this wouldn't even be an issue. Like mm-hmm. this is not some marketplace making a decision of, hey, but, you know, force people to get vaccinated. It is a literally the government is coming down and saying all, you're getting all your ideas from the government. So it's it's not a it's not it's not the invisible hand. It's not it's not any Adam Smith. This is no free market. Mm-hmm. This is the almost the, the, the exact definition of fascism. But anyway, I, I digress from that point. Um but uh, they, so Starbucks is literally saying because of what the government is doing, then we are going to say, hey, you no longer need to be vaccinated. Now, I'm going to tell you. So that that is a good thing. They're not forced people to get vaccinated. That's a good thing. Um, I will I, I, I will commit. I'm, I will halfway commend them on that mainly. Be, but it's all based on the Supreme Court ruling, which Supreme Courts don't don't write laws anyway. But that's that's another issue. So, um, okay, Supreme Courts aren't aren't they, they? Supreme Court rulings are not law. Just need people to know that. So now Starbucks is saying like, hey, you know, you don't have to do all this stuff. So people are like, hey, we support Starbucks now. Starbucks is great. This, that, or the other. And then the UK, I don't know how many um, COVID mandates they're getting rid of, but I heard it's a lot as far as. They're going to literally start implementing um, issues. Yeah, so just the, the 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 UK is just leading the charge on a lot of things as far as re, um, <clears throat> revealing what is going on with this whole COVID lockdown and so forth. And and I'm let me say this: Do not give your governments a pass because they are. Uh, they are now starting to provide you with 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 some some COVID non lockdowns. Don't give them a pass. Don't say, "Hey, you know, you guys did a great job." Don't say any of that stuff. Okay, so be mindful of that. Be mindful of all of that. Um, and look, here I go again, having internet issues, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but I, um, we'll, we'll end it there. I will wrap it up. Guys, thank you so much for 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 listening to us. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, I'm so excited with with a lot of things that we have coming forward. Um, we're, we're we're talking with we're talking with people to make our production far better, um, mainly because I don't have the time. And Amanda has um, Amanda does a lot of things as well too, and she is just phenomenal. But we're reaching out, looking to outsource that because it is great. Um, we will have better production, better sound quality for all these things, better graphics. 
hopefully move into video and so forth. We are super, super, super excited to do all of these things. So um, please, please, please make sure you share the show with a friend, a family member, a loved one, somebody who feels like you need it. Leave us a five-star rating and review on all those things. And until next time, y'all be easy. And stay fierce.